Welcome to Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here, we take a good look at that most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I'm one of your hosts, Steve, and joining me tonight is Daniel. How you doing, Daniel? I'm excellent. How are you doing, Snare? I'm doing good. Uh, but I have some good news and some bad news. Oh. oh. So what do you want to hear first? You know what? I always choose bad news first. The bad news is tonight Mustafa can't be with us. He's on vacation or something? He is. He is scheming villainously in uh, Chickateague Island. Oh, that sounds good. With his, with his family, yeah. Yeah. Who knows what he's up to out there? Ooh. Definitely Wait, plotting. You said you had good... Yeah, definitely <laughs> plotting. But you said you had good news? I do have good news. We have a special villain joining us tonight. <gasps> Tell us no, who it is. Oh, my God. You know who it is? You know who's sitting in this room with us right now? I know who it is. I, Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> it is Mike, the Wandering Tuke. Welcome, sir. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. Oh, my God. What I'm a delight. You are the good news. You are absolutely the good news. Uh, It is a pleasure to have you. Those of you listening, Mike is a wonderful person. And we've been out playing games online for how long, Mike? Four years? Three? Five? At least. I think we've been on Twitch for at least two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before that, I mean. Let's say like three. A solid three. Maybe no, four. It's been four. I, I think four years. It's been four. So wow. we are, we're delighted to have you, wow. aren't we, Steve? We are. Even if he is a goody-two-shoes hero type. <laughs> you know what? He seems to have an unhealthy admiration for heroism. That's true. That's true. I'm the kind of villain that belongs in the rhino set. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, so, Mike, tell us about <laughs> you and what you do out there in the community. All right. Well, uh, as Daniel mentioned, we do Monday night Twitch. That is almost every Monday. We stream either Lord of the Rings LCG, the Arkham Horror LCG, and occasionally we'll even do the Marvel Champions game. And that's mainly what we're doing now. Uh, I'm in and out of various Discord chats, uh, all three of those communities, as the Wandering Tuke. You can find me on Twitch, again, Wandering Tuke, and I have a channel on YouTube as well, Wandering Tuke TV. And you just let me put my name on everything, so I did. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about your uh, gaming history? We need your origin story. How'd you get started in this hobby? Oh, it just fell upon me, really. When I was a kid, the game that really I, I got sucked into was HeroQuest. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm and playing then, that uh, with my daughters. Oh, boy. We're in the middle of the original campaign. Oh, it nice. was so good. It's so such good. a mess of a game now, but oh, oh, I love it. Love it to pieces. <laughs> they, they don't realize how poorly it has aged. Yeah. Uh, and then I stopped playing games for a while, and I didn't pick them up again until much, much later when a friend introduced me to uh, Alien Frontiers and Sunrise City. Oh. And that just started the ball rolling. Uh, Lord of the Rings is something that I really like as a, as a theme, as an environment for a game. And so I picked up the LCG because I was looking for something fun to play, and I like card games. 
And that really just started everything. Once it got started, got into the podcast and the community where I met you fine folks and many other fine folks. And that's just what happens. These domino effects just, hey, now I'm now I'm in the community making content with everybody else. Yep. Awesome. And we're delighted for it. We will have a side scheme a little later where we actually are on the Monday Night Twitch played Marvel, right? So we have a couple questions for you, Marvel All right, related. Shoot. All right. Who is your favorite villain in the Marvel Universe? Oh, my goodness. That's a harder question than you think. I is, have it whole, you, is it because you don't know anything? I've got a whole bunch of comics upstairs. <laughs> a whole bunch. I've got Spawn, Fred the Possessed Flower. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, by Happy Nick Hardcastle. Shout out. That's amazing. Uh, Weapon Brown, uh, Ghost in the Shell, the Transmetropolitan. Are you seeing a theme here? None of these are Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> but I did pick up the Ms. Marvel Volume 1, and I am thoroughly enjoying the adventure. Uh, I tend to like more of the offbeat stories. Sure, sure. I'm, I'm going to go with the inventor for now because he's just campy enough. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so who's your favorite and, villain to play against in the game, though? Oh, to play against in the game? Uh, this, probably Claw. Because you see... Fantasy Flight's got, they do the same thing with all their living card games. They come out with a set of three things to play against. The first one's really easy. The third one is usually gimmicky and hard, or gimmicky and requires specific build. And the sweet spot is always number two, right? Yeah. Journey Along the Anduin in Lord of the Rings and yeah. uh, Midnight Masks in Arkham. And Claw is just, because you can take anyone against Claw. And it's a good time, it's not too easy. Okay, maybe it's a little too easy, but it's not rhino. It's not rhino easy. Yeah, yeah. And I don't have rep crew yet. Uh, do you have goblin? Green goblins? I do. Yeah, goblins fun. Uh, I'm I'm not as adverse to risky business as a lot of people are, especially solo, because I think solo it really taxes you much harder. Yeah, I agree with that. And I really I think uh, mutagen formula is probably let's say that's my second favorite. All right. What about your favorite movie from the MCU? Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, okay. Again, just just a little bit offbeat, but I enjoy the the ragtag band of characters. That's a fun one. Uh, I never really asked Daniel. What about you, Daniel? What's your favorite movie out of the MCU? I've got to say um, Ragnarok. Oh, that's a good one. That's fun too. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Uh, it it was the it was the franchise showing its humor, and I liked that. Now, if Mustafa was here, he would be. Very angry that you didn't choose Infinity War because in that one the villain actually wins. No, I I understand, I, and I saw that, and and like it's I haven't seen all these movies, and I, <laughs> and so when you know half the world disappeared or whatever, I was like, damn. Yeah, I just I, I just I really believed it was all over, kind of you know. I, I just feel like we're supposed to like that one, you know, because the villain yeah, wins. No, but I, yeah, I liked it. I yeah. enjoyed that yeah. that movie a lot. But Ragnarok, I just thought was funny and. Clever. Yeah, I agree. It was good. Uh, last question for you, Mike. Who's your favorite hero to play in the game? Ms. Marvel. Close second would be Black Panther. Okay. Black Panther for his versatility. Ms. Marvel for a different for awesomeness. Ability. Yeah. He's just, I don't know, less less stock. Black Panther, I always end up playing the same way. I, I can never get away from his tools. Ms. Marvel's got a little more flexibility to her. With Morphogenics being able to pull back any card, that adds a lot of flavor to her. Yeah. By any card, I of course mean <laughs> event cards. Cards of yeah. Yeah. Non Miss Marvel cards. Okay. Well, speaking of Miss Marvel and Black Panther, we just had a side scheme, guys. 
Steve, you mentioned we were just on Monday Night Twitch. Yeah. Mere, mere, mere minutes ago. Uh, although when you're listening to this, it'll be like several weeks ago. <laughs> it'll be about six weeks ago. I should probably um, upload that. Hey? <laughs> well, you can wait six weeks. Yeah. What did we do on Monday Night Twitch tonight, Mike? Uh, we loaded up. <laughs> we tried to use the Octagon plugin, first of all. That's a I liked it. progress. It's a lot of fun. It's less fiddly. Tabletop Simulator is nice, but it's more for the board yeah. games and the card games. It works yeah. for Arkham because Arkham is so odd. No, I like the Octagon a lot better. It was pretty smooth. Yeah, pretty yeah. smooth. The less fiddly bit. Um, I wasn't accidentally grabbing things and knocking stuff over. Yep. You know, yep. it's just it's just there on the table. You you can't really mess it up. So I, I, I like the Octagon. The camera view. Yeah. Yep. Well, someone give a synopsis of our game. What do we do? Uh, we took on Expert Claw with Masters of the Universe with the Critical Encounters rules. Yes. You mean uh, Masters of Evil. Masters of the Universe is He-Man. Right. That's yes. He-Man, right? That would be oh, a fun game. game. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, this, this game is so ripe for fan-made content. So Masters of the Universe is <laughs> Skeletor. Is yes. Cool. All right. Next, next episode. Yeah, so Claw, I mean, he, he had all the stops pulled out. He was just, oh, he was kicking our butts. No, he wasn't. Uh, so <laughs> I was Flag Panther, and I did, we always like to highlight when the villain does something fun. I did have my obligation uh, hit me while I was exhausted. So I had to, I did toss the um, energy daggers to that. Yeah, yeah. We did see a bunch of the expert cards hit us. Master Plan hit us when there were... Side quest out. Yep. Yep. And Daniel, you lost a She-Hulk upgrade to I did. under fire. Yeah. I did. I lost my upgrade. You also got uh, Shadow of the Past. Yes, Steve. It yeah. was a little too little too late. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there was also three or four turns into the game where Daniel ended up with four or five minions engaged with them all at once. Yep. And they hardly mattered. But I my, one turn later he had yeah, nothing. Yeah. yeah. My my favorite moment for Claw was actually when he seemed to realize he was on his way out as Claw two. So again, we were playing expert. So and and do you remember that we had like seven encounter cards that that turn before he before we ended him. Yeah. Oh right. So so he 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 tried to just throw a whole bunch of stuff at us. Well, what was there like four or five acceleration tokens out there too? Yep, four. Four. So we were putting seven on a turn. But we uh, had Miss Marvel, so that didn't matter. Yeah. It didn't matter too much. <laughs> I guess we should explain uh, I was Miss Marvel Protection. Yep. And you two, we had, we had She Hulk and Black Panther, both were leadership. Both leadership. See, we had none of the, the two essentials. That's right. Yeah, I, I find aggression to be the least of the essentials sometimes. Because ah. everybody's hero cards can attack. Right, everybody's got some damage they can deal out. Uh, I I generally think justice is essential because that's how you lose the most, right? The, the I used yeah. to think that until tonight. Yeah, but double double leadership, and we did not encounter the uniqueness rule really being a problem. We let nope. a guy die, and somebody else would bring one out, so that worked out well. No, it was fun. It was a lot of fun to do that. We lost, Steve. We yeah. lost tonight. Yeah, Claw lost tonight. And how did he lose? How did he lose, Mike? <laughs> oh, I was so close. Ms. Marvel was so close to killing him in the attack phase. 
with a preemptive strike, but he pulled out a last-minute gamble and gave himself a toughness card, but didn't help anyways because Miss Marvel had two energy barriers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, this toughness and then double energy barriered him uh, to death. Yeah. Yeah. It was, but even if he'd it survived was kind that, of a there was a humiliating way to go. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So Ms. Marvel hadn't done anything in a good 10 turns. She's like, yep. Thwarting. Well, yep. That's, that's not accurate. She kept the threat down. Yeah, she kept the threat down. And then all of a sudden... <laughs> she's which done. is essentially questing, which is what you do in Lord of the Rings, too. Oh my gosh. So, I think thanks, I typecast. Yeah. You are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my big takeaway was to try to use the Octagon more. I, I liked it. I'm going to give it a try more. And I liked how you could just import your deck from Marvel CDB straight in yeah, so that's that's good boom off you go uh absolutely true everything is so pre-built though when you load a villain deck from the the context menu it asks you what sets you want to add which is great it, it takes away some of the the fiddly bits but it makes it harder to play with your critical encounters rule set i think you'd have to add the cards you probably have to add the expert cards on your own if you're going to play a standard mode and then shuffle them in same with if you wanted to play with multiple encounter sets i think so yeah right. That's and I didn't. I didn't look to see how that worked, adding sets or adding cards and stuff. But it, you right-click on the main thing and you can do it. So I just don't know how tricky it is. Well, it was a fun game, but man, lost again. So let's move into our uh, "You Had Me" monologuing segment. So tonight we're not going to do a set review because Mustafa is not here with us, and we're going to do a little bit different. We're going to talk about the state of the game, the FAQ, and a few other topics. So we'll just sort of dive in. This is kind of off or normal stuff since we have a guest villain with us. I guess my first first thing we were going to talk a little bit about, we just got a new rules reference with an FAQ. You guys get a chance to go through that and take a look. Thoughts? Well, what are the yeah, what are the standouts to you, Steve? I think the standouts they clarified a whole bunch of hero identity card or alter ego, so that I think will help new players out understanding that they're not always a hero. Right, right. And obviously the big one is the you have to be defending to play a defense card. That's the big one. I think that's changes the way some people were playing, and it might make the game a little bit better for the villains. I think that's an okay ruling. I really do, because those it gives them more room to design. Yes. Yeah, really, so, yeah. so you're saying like your hero card needs to be exhausted and defending, right? No, no. He has to be declaring an attack against you. You. So you either. Either oh, wait. He, oh, uh, there's okay. a couple ways. Either he's just straight up attacking you because it's your turn, uh, right. or you're defending for an, uh, your partner at the table in a multiplayer game. You're going to exhaust your hero, or you're going to exhaust your minion. Your I'm sorry, your ally. Minions. Uh, we yeah, call the, them minions. The heroic minions. Uh, once <laughs> once you decide that you're going to exhaust your hero or your ally to defend for your al for your partner at the table. You're now the target of the attack. You can now play your defensive cards. Okay. So the big hit is there, like, preemptive strike only works if you're the one going to get hit. So wiggle room, shield block, backflip, bunch of those. Which I'm totally okay with. Yep, me too. Preemptive strike was going to get ridiculous anyways. All right, so that's, I think a lot of the other podcasts have really talked about that in depth. Let's, let's move on to what uh, I think is an interesting and probably the more exciting piece for us is... At Gamma, they previewed or spoiled the big campaign box, and it's going to be the Rise of Red Skull. So 
Yeah, we're going to get some more Hydra. Hail Hydra, right? Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of called that when people were Age of Ultron or the Rise of Apocalypse or whatever. I thought, man, we got too many standard encounter cards with a picture of Red Skull on them. We don't have Red Skull. We haven't yeah. seen enough Hydra. He's coming out next. And there he is. So I'm pretty excited for that. So what are what is the campaign box going to look like? What does it mean? Is it three connected scenarios? Is it, did they say? They I did said. not watch. No, they haven't said. And all we have really have, those of us who weren't there, is a screenshot. They said there's more than one hero in it. And there are Ooh. more adventures or more villains in it than there are heroes. Interesting. So okay. Are we assuming a justice and what would be the other one? Uh, yeah, I don't know where they're at on their rotation. Or if the big box gives us four. Right. We've got Hawkeye on the front cover and Spider-Woman on the front cover of the box. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My disappointing piece of the this is it says quarter four 2020. Oh, yeah. Well, the world's kind of shut down right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. I wonder if that was prior to that or not. I'm excited. I am excited for the lots of villains in the box because we have a lot of flavors for the out for the heroes right now. A lot of ways to mix and match things, and we don't have that many adventures to play against. That's right. Yeah. So I think this is just what we need. Yeah, we definitely feel like we need more more villains, right? Well, we not only need more villains, we need a challenge for the heroes. And I should be saying vigilantes. You know, this game, and, and we've remarked on it before. So, one, you know, one of the other things you have here, Steve, in our show notes is like, this is the state of the game. Just a, mm-hmm. gen, some general thoughts about it. And it really is too easy to win. And I just wonder how you guys, you know, how you see that moving on into the future. I mean, a, a game that's a co-op game where you win 90% of the time, or maybe even more. What, what are the legs on that? What do you... How do you feel about that? What do you see? Yeah, I, I agree. There needs to be a challenge. Or if this is going to be a campaign box where they can put consequences that follow you from quest to quest, mm-hmm. which can oh change my. the difficulty, right? If your such and such happens, you don't get to bring this guy with you. Or a boon or a burden like we might see in Lord of the Rings. Or uh, like in Arkham, if this happens... Then when you start the next quest, this happens. So hopefully as a campaign box, we get some of that. So maybe the decisions and choices you're making during the game are going to be a little different. It may not even Mm -hmm. be more difficult, but at least it's a different game every time. I feel it needs to be more difficult. Yeah, I I don't disagree with that. I mean, you know, we played tonight, expert, played our critical encounters rules. Like, it was a cakewalk. And, and the kind of and the thing really is, and we we talked about this before too. It's like the villain doesn't win kind of accidentally quickly. They can't outpace us. You know what I mean? Like heroes yeah. just get themselves set up, and they get stronger over time. Villains don't. Not really. Right. And uh, it always feels like the villain has a lot going on, though. You know, he's got another acceleration token, and we're drawing three extra cards because of a hazard sure. and this and that. But then. In the end, you still manage to win as the heroes every time. Every time, or not every time. I mean, some a lot of the time, right? What if the attachments you couldn't get rid of? Oh, sure, the upgrades that the villains get. Yeah, yeah, that certainly ramp up difficulties. Then the villain would be leveling up, as it were. Yep. Yeah, I play almost solely multiplayer. How about you guys? I'm about fifty-fifty. 
right, so you play some solo, Mike? Yeah, solo it's much harder. Much, much harder. Because you have too much to manage. It's the same as with the other LCGs, right? Like, what are the two main things we're doing with this game? We're fighting and we're thwarting. And you have to be able to do both. Or you just... Right. Because your cutoff for, for scheming is so small, it, it's really difficult to do. Unless you're a very specific hero, or you just have a good setup. Yeah, so I guess the difficulty does decrease in multiplayer? I think so, yeah. Oddly, yes. Yeah, inverse of what it usually does. Yeah, I find multiplayer to be more fun, though. Like, I, I, Absolutely. I want to play with my friends. I want to be at the table with guys. Yeah, you know? this is actually kind of a terrible solo game. In a lot of... Oh, terrible is a strong word, but, like, it's so not as fun. You know, the, no. the theme of it is built around the, the team. Yeah, so it, it was... I like the three-player game the most. Oh, I'll agree with that, for sure. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, we always seem to be able to manage a four-player game, and that's that's a lot of fun. It doesn't consume the entire game night because it it, yeah. it takes a while. It's a long game. Yep. I mean, I don't I don't knock it for that, you know. But I I I think for this game to live on and be great and survive and all that kind of stuff, it needs to get harder. Absolutely. So you think of most co-op games out there, you, you want to kind of you want to lose. I'd say 80% of the time, I think. I like a 50-50 shot. <laughs> really? I, I don't know. I like... Yeah, because... Uh, I like those games where it's like, it's it's yeah. something when you win. You know, it's like, oh, wow. All right. I still like... I mean, this is off our villain script, but I still like... <laughs> I still like winning. I still like if my friends are coming over uh, at the end of the night, we have a good feeling. Oh, maybe we didn't win last week, but we're going to have a chance to win this week. Um, there's right. some some quests like say in Lord of the Rings LCG that I just will never go back to. They're just too hard. It's no fun. Oh, I agree. It's I such agree. a grind. It's like forget it. And in the end, I'm gonna lose. You know, eventually I beat it once. I'm moving on. I'm never coming back to it. So, um, and they could do yeah. that in this. There could be you. You can have your Rhino level guys. And you can have your Mutagen levels. You know, um, some more difficult ones, some less difficult ones. And uh, maybe a better scaling, something other than just standard and expert, you know, to give everybody a chance. So Yeah, sure. There's a lot of custom options out there, too, which is kind of nice. But it'd be even better if you didn't have to house rule stuff. Yeah, that's a great point. Like, we've made a whole bunch of, essentially, house rules <laughs> to make it even kind of a challenge. Right. Right? And so... Maybe they'll release a Rhino version 4 and 5. Ooh. <laughs> You'd just be playing all night. <laughs> See, just it. It, doesn't, it doesn't make it harder. Yeah, <laughs> it just, just makes, makes it longer. longer. <laughs> Give him like four scheme and six attack. Or, or you do something like that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, how about your? Do you guys uh, bling out your sets? Do you have any custom pieces, cases, sleeves, anything special? Nothing for me. Uh, nope, I just have a little case that helps organize my tokens, and I sleep because shuffling's easier and more fun, but I just use penny sleeves. Okay. I am sleeving in this game, but I don't typically sleeve. I gave up on the sleeves with the LCG model uh, a while back, but yeah, I don't have any... My I also don't have any bling for any of my uh, Marvel games, so... I do what I do with all the LCGs, which is I sleeve the player cards only. Okay. Uh, yeah. Saves money, time, and like they're like, as you said, Lord of the Rings. There's like 
there are quests that I've played either once or never. So to sleeve those is like... <laughs> yeah, kind of pointless. Yeah. It's like pointless. And yeah. There's been a not, couple of games that I've introduced you to and you're like, well, I'm never playing that again. Yeah, it's like, uh, that was it. Yeah, and I certainly had never played it in my own collection of cards, you know? It's like, I'm not sleeping encounter cards and the bad guy sets of any game. There would be so many for Lord of the Rings. Yeah, be so, there's so many. It's like, you write, you you might legit only ever play an encounter set once, you know? Yep. For those older games. So, and like, you know, old campaigns or whatever in uh, Arkham. Like, it's just, yeah, it's not worth it. One more thing on our main uh, section here before we move on. Uh, we have Nightmare Mode for Lord of the Rings, and we have the Return to for Arkham. Will we get a similar feature for Marvel? Yes. Given how it's selling, yes. Absolutely, I think. Yeah, I hope I hope we do. I hope we do. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that would look like, but I hope we get one. Okay, uh, let's move into our gang up then. Uh, we've got... Mike with us for his Monday night Twitch, but I want to mention the guys over on the side scheme podcast, Tommy of Titan and banana crapshoot. Uh, I was, <laughs> I know banana crapshoot. It's just one of the greatest it's, things. It's a great name. Yep. I did ask oh, okay. him about that. Uh, when I was on, so I was on their podcast. You can hear it. It's already been released, uh, at this point, probably out two weeks ago, they put out a monthly episode, talk about the game, so if you'd like to go check out the Side Scheme podcast, I get to talk more hero stuff over there, which was a lot of fun. Oh. They seem like a bunch of nice guys. Awesome. All right. Was it hard for you to talk about heroes? Uh, to no. say like, nice yeah. things about them? No? No. You know what it was? Um, Mustafa wasn't there watching me, so I okay. felt like I could, yeah, get away, yeah, yeah. I could get away with it. So okay. I wasn't going to get You're in right. trouble with the boss. Well, I hope he doesn't hear it because you'll – I mean – He'll talk to you. I'll never live it down. Yeah. No, no, you will not. <laughs> well, if you want to find us in our secret lair, we are at uh, criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Facebook as well. And you can get the podcast from criticalencounters.libson.com. On Discord, we are Vardane, Big Foam Loaf, The Truth, and Wandering Tuke. And you can find Mike, as we said before. As Wandering Took everywhere and his YouTube channel and on Twitch. Mike, why don't you take us out? If you weren't so certain of your own righteousness, you'd recognize how ingenious my plan truly is! <laughs>